To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. Welcome to the Death Panel. Patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show. We couldn't do any of this without you. If you'd like to help us out a little bit more, share the show with your friends, post about your favorite episodes, pick up a copy of Health Communism or request it at your local library, and follow us at deathpanel underscore. So today I am so glad to be joined by returning guest and good friend of the panel, Marshall Steinbaum. Marshall is an assistant professor of economics at University of Utah and a senior fellow in higher education finance at the Jane Family Institute. Marshall, welcome back to the show. It's great to be here. I always love to talk about the disaster of our higher education and student debt system on the death panel. (laughs) Can't think of a better way to spend my afternoon. Oh, it's so great to have you on as always. I really appreciate you being here and joining me to talk about this debt ceiling deal, which passed the U.S. House and Senate last week. And then Biden signed it into law on Saturday, which Uh, We're recording this on Sunday, so that was yesterday. This deal is going to set a number of pretty catastrophic things into effect within our social safety net. So after, you know, months of sort of arguments back and forth over the debt ceiling limit, which was supposed to come about on Monday, they've reached this agreement. The framing is that no one's really happy and that this is like a really important compromise and that this is really evidence of how governing works. Now, Marshall, what's your read? on that framing? Well, I do think it's a very good window into how governing works, which is to say a bipartisan consensus to screw over the American people. (laughs) Um, And I don't really buy that, you know, both sides gave up something and and look at this, uh, you know, glorious monument to our democracy in action. That makes it sound like compromise is the goal Mm -hmm. as opposed to a means to an end. You know, if you actually have an agenda and a constituency that you serve, then one can imagine compromise being an appropriate way of serving that agenda under certain circumstances, um, but not as the thing that you're going for and your constituencies and your agenda be damned. And and in this case, basically both the uh, administration's constituency and its notional agenda about relieving the burden of student loans um, have been thrown under the bus uh, in service of that ultimate end of compromise so that we can show how glorious and successful our political system is. (laughs) I mean, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And honestly, I think, you know, it's so frustrating to see the Biden team, especially selling this as such a huge win. Like, this is a historic compromise. They've put out statements like, you know, we're fighting to secure these budget agreements to protect Social Security and protect Medicare. Things like, you know, my dad used to tell me, quote, don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget and I'll tell you what you value. I mean, it's just... As friend of the panel, Dan Berger, uh, said about that last statement from Biden, you know, quote, good to know that you value student debt, work requirements for people needing food assistance and expanded militarism. You know, I mean, and that's basically what we're talking about today. So keeping that in mind, um, let's talk about this debt ceiling deal that everyone's been talking about. So sort of what's in it? What are the most important points that we've seen mentioned in a lot of the popular media framings? And then what's being kind of left out of a lot of the discussion? Yes, uh, all great questions. So uh, what's in it is the so-called suspension of the debt ceiling, which I think is somewhat telling in itself because they didn't just raise the limit, as I understand it, to a higher number. They just said the debt ceiling doesn't hold for two years and then it comes back into effect. So it's like, okay, 
if that's the law you're signing, why does it ever come back into effect? Why don't we just get rid of this stupid uh, uh, occasion to uh, uh, gum up the works of politics uh, once and for all? However, I think the rest of what's in the deal tells us exactly why it does come back into effect two years later, which is that the political system loves to have an excuse for austerity, um, and in particular for punishing the people that politicians believe benefited too much during the pandemic. So there is definitely a consensus among uh, in Congress and among policymakers more broadly that policy went too far towards ameliorating the economic harms of the pandemic in 2020 and 2021, and we need to reel that back in. And that's, for example, the cause of macroeconomic inflation. Um, so it all sort of ties up into a neat little backlash bow to the CARES Act and the other uh, uh, provisions that were put in place um, uh, when the pandemic first started. And that was at the time heralded as this great you know, break with the past of neoliberalism. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think, I mean, there were elements of it that really were a break with the past of neoliberalism, and, and that was very good. It's telling that the political system can't really stomach that for too long <laughs> before before the backlash gets up in gear. So what is actually in there? I think we you, you alluded to work requirements. There's uh, increasing onerousness of work requirements for uh, SNAP beneficiaries that uh, I think a lot of commentators have have focused on, including some uh, organizations in in DC that are focused on the social safety net. They've they've properly decried that. Um, but what hasn't really been focused on in the coverage of this as a deal is the statutory provision that the student loan repayment pause that has been effect since uh, March of 2020 uh, has to come to an end. I forget exactly the date in which it formulated. I think it's like 60 days after June 30th of this year. So that, and the, I mean, one of the reasons that provision of the deal has not gotten as much attention is because the administration had already uh, announced that that was going to be their policy. So I suppose that journalists think this legislation didn't actually change anything, but it did actually change quite a bit. To hear the full episode, become a patron at patreon.com slash deathpanelpod. You'll get access to this and the rest of our catalog of patron-only episodes, and be the first to get a new patron episode every Monday when it drops. With love, the Death Panel.